We're in our third and final Advent visitation. Today, we're considering the angel of the Lord's visitation to the shepherds. If you had to count how many times you've heard this narrative, it probably would be pretty hard. You could probably at least say once a year times how many years you've been alive at the least. And what so often happens is that we look over some of the deepest truths so easily. In Luke's gospel, there are no spare parts. There is nothing extra. No word is out of place. Every single one is there for a reason. It's not just setting the mood or the ambiance when he talks about the shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Luke wants us to understand what kind of men these are who the angel came to. How many people have ever slept out under the stars? No tent. A couple. Spare handfuls. Now, if you had to do that year-round, in all weather, it's not exactly the romantic picture that we think of when we say, sleeping out under the stars. And what were they doing out there under the stars at night? They were working. They were keeping watch over their flocks. Luke wants us to see these ordinary people. These people whom God himself has a special heart for. Was it that there were no influencers in Bethlehem? That there were no people with gigantic social networks who would be a way more logical choice for the angel to appear to to spread the message? Luke's gospel, as we've seen in our, free, our first two visitations, Luke shows how God has a special heart for these kind of people. Zechariah and his wife, full of years, no children, shamed and despised in their old age. Mary, well, her life was about to get pretty different. Young, hopeful virgin. Then these ordinary shepherds working then after this, Simeon, the old man with nothing left in his life but hope, just waiting for the deliverance of Israel. And Anna, widowed after a few short years of marriage, spent the rest of her life praying and praising God in the temple. These are the people. Just like us. Young and old alike. Hopeful in youth, full of years and weary. Luke's 
entire gospel continues that way. The demon-possessed, the sick, the good Samaritan, the outcasts. On and on it goes. These people who God has a heart for. And he makes sure that they don't miss what's going on. That this little baby in Bethlehem does not go unnoticed. God has a special heart for you and he is proclaiming to you right now this message of hope and salvation. Out there in the fields, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. In the previous two visitations, it was the angel Gabriel who had visited Zechariah and Mary. And this time we have an unnamed angel of the Lord. But there's something else striking about this occurrence of the angel, which we did not hear from Zechariah or Mary. And it's one of those things you probably looked right past, so to speak. It wasn't just a heavenly messenger who stood beside them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. Does the glory of the Lord ring any bells for you? Like when Mount Sinai is melting and the Israelites' knees are knocking? Like God manifesting his presence among his people as the temple and the tabernacle get completed? The visible manifestation of God's glory in as much as man can see it and live. This shone around those shepherds. And they were terrified. But the angel says that familiar phrase, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David has been born to you a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. This terrifying manifestation of God's glory quieted by the angel because he doesn't bring judgment but good news great joy for all people what is the content of this message a savior Born in the town of David. That little phrase is jam-packed. Right off the bat, a town of David. Just talking about a child being born in the town of David. Would have set the Messiah feelers going. 
The promise made to David that he would have a king to sit on his throne forever, who would shepherd God's people, bring them peace and prosperity and joy. And this Savior, no one else, nothing else in all of the Old Testament, which these shepherds knew, Nothing else is ever called Savior. No one else is ever Savior. No one else can save besides God himself. God alone is the rock. God alone is the Savior. In him is salvation. In just these two little words, the shepherds had to be mystified. Born? Savior, God himself, the anointed one, long awaited. The glory of the Lord accompanied this message to make sure that they did not miss it. God certified it with that presence. And you know what? The glory of the Lord does not appear at any other time in the New Testament. The glory of the Lord appeared to certify that now the glory of God would be seen in the face of Christ. In Him, in beholding His face, we behold the glory of the Lord. And you remember what happened to Moses' face. And we too, as we behold his glory, are enlightened by him. And this mystery only deepens. Verse 12, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The heavenly messenger, not the sign. The glory of God himself, not the sign. The message, not the sign. What is the sign? You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. These lowly shepherds, these workmen out in the fields, were to go and to find a savior just like themselves who was lowly. They weren't sent to a palace where they surely would find no entrance, but to the place where animals feed, where the baby was wrapped in cloths and lying there. This Savior, this humble Savior, was just the Savior for these humble shepherds. And he's just the Savior for us humble people as well. The sign, a child wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, 
we know that that is just the beginning of his humiliation. For Mary would once again wrap that child in grave clothes and lay him in a tomb that humble Savior who took on our sins for us came to be small that we might be lifted up, came to be born of a woman that we might be born of God. This is the one the shepherds went to see. And this was the sign, a humble Savior, for God's humble people like you and me, young and hopeful, old and restless and weary, barren, fruitful, widows, married, Savior for all of us. This is joy. This is great joy. God's salvation will always bring great joy. And I pray that it does bring you great joy again this year as you take time to meditate and to celebrate and to remember this baffling miracle. Of God become man to save sinners. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among men. Because God favors them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word to us today, for sending your messenger to that shepherd, to those shepherds in the field, and for sending your messengers to us as well, to preach and teach to us the saving message of your Son for us. We ask that you continue to open our eyes to your word and to this beautiful message which is beyond comprehension. God, as we spend time and meditate in your word this year and this season, fill us with joy. Make our faces and our hearts shine with the glory that you have given us in Christ Jesus. We ask all these things in his beautiful saving name. Amen.